Okay, go ahead and start it. So we've already prayed. I'm going to go ahead and share with what the Lord shared with me last night. It was actually at 12.20 a.m. when he began to share with me. He said that it's already begun. Things are already happening that um, Jesus talked about would take place on the earth in the last days. And he told me, he told me to mark it down and mark down the time. So you might all want to mark it down. Today is the 7th. So it was at 12.20 a.m. Some people, if they're not ready and right with God, aren't going to like it. Those that are ready and right with God are going to love what's going to go on because it's going to become, it's going to bring us closer and closer to the coming of, of the end, which we are seeing this happen. We don't understand, and we don't need to understand the things that are going on around us or um, amongst us. But one thing we do need to realize is that we have been given faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I thank God that when he gave me this message yesterday, I thought, praise God, this is a good message. And then when he began to write things, when he began to share things with me as I sat up here today, I thought, okay, this could be a heavy-duty message. So let's go ahead and read the nugget first. Truth has no special time of its own. It's now and always. Truth has no special time of its own. It's now and always. Albert Schweitzer. Proverbs 28:20. 20. Received a letter from a dear friend of ours today that, or yesterday, actually, Pastor handed it to me yesterday. And, um, they talked about the financial aspect, things that were taking place in the world and how um, it was hitting the churches. And earlier this week, I had talked to a friend that her husband was very, very discouraged because of the attendance on Resurrection Sunday. And as I, I thought about that, I thought, you know, we must build ourselves up in the Word. As I was sitting there this morning, the Lord asked me, how do you think I felt when they all left me but the disciples? It didn't even affect him. It didn't affect him because he knew it was going to take place. Think about this. By faith, when you know that you are truly, you know, I've heard people say how much it hurt him and whatever. Jesus didn't allow things to affect him in that way because he knew he had a mission, he had a goal, and he had a purpose, a planned purpose, and, a, and he pursued constantly God. And so... When these things took place, he refused to allow himself to become affected by the elements or by people around him. Now, I do realize that when he went into the temple and he saw the money changers 
Well, how many of you saw that Bible? The I'm not going to say too much about it, but I can't stand to watch something that I have a hard time with things that are so unscriptural, to be very honest with you. I, I just, I, it just bothers me. If you're going to get it, get it right. I don't want a um, denomination's version of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Okay? So he went in the money, he went in and the money changers upset him because he saw what was being taking place in the temple you know, outside the temple. He saw that. This disturbed him much. But I'm going to ask you some things because God shared with me some things. He said, there are people in here today that have felt like giving up, are dismayed, have felt conflicted. They're disappointed. And we need to ask ourselves, if you're in that state, I'm not. But why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Why are you allowing what other people are doing to affect you? Because one thing that God showed me is that if I please him and please my husband, then I'm going to please everyone else around me. And so number one is pleasing God. And we're going to see things take place that, are, that could upset every one of us, but we cannot allow ourselves to become involved in the circumstances and situations that Jesus said were already going to take place on this earth. You know, his feeling was when they left, are the rest of you going to leave also? And they actually did at one point. Amen. Peter denied him three times. I want you to think about that. He denied him three times. Here Peter's telling him, I will never leave you, whatever. I'm paraphrasing this. And he denies him three times exactly what Jesus said. We've got to keep our, ourselves straight and not let someone else affect our faith. Amen. Not, you know, not let numbers or people or whatever when we come in here to praise and worship God, we need to come in here and give him everything we have that he deserves in our praise and worship. Amen. So in Proverbs 28, 20, it says, When the wicked rise to power, men hide themselves but when they perish, the consistently righteous increase and become many. When the wicked rise to power, men hide themselves. But when, the, when they perish, the consistently righteous increase. You want to read that again from the right I'm in Proverbs 28. Is that what you've got? Yep. Well, I'm in 28.28. I'm sorry. Well, let's go back there. That's a good one. When the wicked men rise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. Let them all die. No. Um, sorry, 20. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he who makes haste to be rich at any cost shall, go, shall not go unpunished. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. I want you to say that with me. A faithful man shall abound 
with blessings. Are you faithful? If you're faithful, then you will abound with blessings. Amen? I have uh, written in my Bible, when faithfulness is my guideline, I will abound with blessings. When faithfulness is my guideline, I will abound with blessings. So I need to be faithful. Faithful in what? Faithful in everything. But the thing that the Lord began to speak to me was faithful in my walk of faith. Faithful in my walk of faith. Am I going to be, have faith or am I going to waver? Am I going to allow myself to take the word of God and read the word of God and stand on his word and allow his word to become my plumb line and do everything according to the word of God or am I going to waver? I've shared with you um, before when we moved to Oklahoma we were going to pastor and I because a friend of mine and I mainly her had wallpapered our house in Watsonville Well, so I told pastor this is really easy I had him all set up for this. We went and got the wallpaper and I had him I had him all set up. I said, this is really easy. Well, we no sooner got the stuff up because of the humidity there. It's 98% humidity. We no sooner got one sheet up and went to the bathtub to get the other sheet and that one had fallen on the ground. So we went through this about eight times and I finally I wound up the whole thing and said, forget it and took it out to the trash. You know, if it just wasn't working, I wasn't using my faith for it, and I said, just forget it. We'll have the walls the way they are, which I prefer in any way. So let's look at a few of these scriptures about faith, because a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Are we just walking and talking the word, or are we actually implanting the word into our lives? Are we walking and talking it, or are we actually implementing the word into our lives. So many are self-deceived into believing that they are doing the word because they know the word and confess the word, but that is not all of it. You must put it to action. You know, when everything looks hopeless, that is the time when, when discouragement tries to set in, that is the time when we've got to grab a hold of the word of God and stand, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. When, you know, when finances look impossible, these friends that I'm talking about have never asked for finances before, and their ministry's been around for years, and they shared that just in one, one short thing, they were $400,000 in debt, in debt. One short um, thing that took place. Just think of that. One day, you're, you're fine, and all of a sudden, boom, you're $400,000 in debt. So that could be disturbing if you didn't know what the Word of God said. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. That's why I put on, my, on practically everything I signed, 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Whether it looks like it or not, it's the word and it is the truth. Amen? 
Whether it looks like it or not in the natural, it's the word and it's the truth and it has to come to pass. Okay, let's look at Matthew 29, 27. Get some joy on yourselves today, okay? I don't listen to the news anymore because I'll tell you, like I've shared before the election, it was getting to me and I just said, I can't, I don't want to hear it anymore. It's the same old thing and it's going to be the same old thing after the election. So why don't we just not listen to it unless God tells us to and then we'll know what to do. Amen? Y'all understand what I'm saying? There are people that sit and watch the news day and night. And let me tell you, you can tell by the words of their mouth what they have set their what they have set themselves to believe. God's word or bad news. Okay, Matthew 9, 27 through 29. As Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him. Am I in the right spot? Yep. Two, two blind men followed him, came to him, and Jesus said to them, I want, to, want you to think about this. If you had two blind men coming to you and following you, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith and trust and reliance on the power invested in me, be it done to you. He actually told them according to your faith and trust and reliance on the power invested in me, be it done to you. He didn't tell them according to my faith. He said, according to your faith, do you believe? Do you believe this shall be done unto you? I'm going to ask you this today. In circumstances and situations that you're going through or things that you see that don't look quite um, up to par of what you're believing for right now, if Jesus were to come and ask you, straight to your face, do you believe that you will, that this thing will come to pass? Would you be able to say to him, yes, Lord, I do? And then he looks at you and says, what he told these two here, he said, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith and trust and alliance on the power invested in me, be it done to you. What if they had not had the faith? Would it have been done? Jesus had the power in him. I've had people come in the line and you know they're not going to receive. The power, the power of God is there to heal. The power of God is there to restore, but you feel this, this wall, just this, this thing. And you know, you laying hands on that person, is not, it's not going to benefit them because they're not believing for it. That's hard. And God is going to be expecting more of us. He's going to be expecting us to experience more of his word and his presence, we need to be in his presence as often as we can, ministering to him and just being in his presence and knowing that it's him. 
There are many voices out there. Jesus talked about that. Matthew 15, 28b. What voice are we listening to? I wonder if all those neighbors enjoy that music every Sunday morning. Matthew 15, 28b. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now this was, a, this was a hideous situation. And I want you to think of this. Um, wow. I want us to go back and read about her because she's, this one always stuck out to me. In verse 22, And behold, a woman who was a Canaanite from the district came out and with a loud, troublesome, urgent cry begged, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is miserably and distressingly and cruelly possessed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and implored him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. See, they, that troubled them. Here's a woman that has a daughter that is possessed with a demon. And she is, she is crying out to Jesus. She is desperate for help. And this is bothering them. And he, get, get her out of here. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and kneeling, worshipped him and kept praying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it is not right, proper, becoming or fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. She said, yes, Lord. Even the little pups eat the crumbs that fall from the young master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you wish. And her daughter was cured from that moment. This woman was not going to give up. She was not going to stop. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, church, we're at this point in some areas in our lives where we cannot stop. We're going to have to come with everything we have, with every scripture we have, because of the voices that are telling you, you're not going to get it, it's not going to happen, whatever, in your head. You're going to have to have so much scripture and come to him with the scripture that you have, that you know, that you know, that you know is going to work no matter what, and continue pressing in until you see that come to pass. I'm, there are souls that are at stake here. There are loved ones that are going to hell. It's time to get before God with everything you have and say, God, because this is what she was, she was pleading for her loved one. She was pleading for her daughter that was demon-possessed. She knew this is the only hope I have is Jesus Christ with my demon-possessed daughter. And she got what she wanted. Her daughter was healed at that hour. Praise God. Praise you, Jesus. O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. Sheer determination in the midst of the most adverse situations and circumstances, you must overcome, you must be involved. Your will must be involved. We've got to get our will hooked up with the Word of God. You know, our soul carries our mind, will, emotions, and intellect in it. And we've got to get our will 
lined up with the Word of God. You know, in this hour, I have heard, talked to so many people who they just want to give up, and it's amazing to me. I'm talking strong Christian believers that just want to give up in circumstance. You can't give up. You might be the only person, the only one praying and believing for that person. And if you don't, if you give up, they could die. They could go to hell. You need to really, you know, you have to be that one person. You say, well, why me? I don't know. Ask God. He trusts, he has entrusted that person, place, or thing over to you. Feel, think of it as a privilege. You know, so many people think of, think of it as a curse, but when God gives you someone to pray with and not give up on until that thing comes to, comes to pass, that is a blessing from God. That means he entrusts you and your faith in the word of God to carry that person through. Hallelujah. We need to be diligent. Diligent. Amen. Matthew 21, 21. I always like this one. Now in the morning, let's look at 18. As he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing therein but leaves only. And he said, let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said to them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which, I, which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto the mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done, and all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Now I want you to look at this. Are there things that are standing in your way and you've just kind of let them stand there, let it go on? You know, it's like parents sometimes, they'll keep threatening their children. I'm going to whip you. I'm going to, well, you know what? Sooner or later, that child doesn't believe you any longer. They think that's a joke. I know she's not going to, or he's not going to do it. But when you look at this, you see that Jesus is telling us he gave a great example here. He is saying, no matter what is standing in your way, he said, verily I send to you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to this fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. So in other words, we need to say to the mountain, get out of my way. Move it. You say, well, what if it doesn't move it right away? Then you keep saying it. Seek God. 
this is what I do. I ask God, am I, am I hindering this situation in any way? Am I, am I not participating with your word and doing exactly speaking the word as you would have me to, I'm, I'm trying, I see this, but I'm trying to get this into words because the Lord's showing it to me. When we come upon circumstances and situations, there is a certain word that God wants us to speak to each circumstance and situation. Each one is an individual situation. Can you all understand this? Can you get where I'm coming from on this this morning or do, should we just close our Bibles and go home? Every circumstance and every situation is, is different. You might come upon a person that needs healing. That's simple. You lay hands upon them. You believe. You ask them, do you have faith to receive this? If they do, they should get healed. Or sometimes it takes your faith. Whatever. But not every situation is the same. And that's where we've got to seek God and make sure that we are lined up to his word in that situation. You might have an unexpected thing happen at your work, at home, whatever, that you were not prepared for. I will be very honest with you. The circumstances and situations that I've had to deal with in life, I, I did not always know they were coming my way. So that's why we have to be in, instant in season and out of season and make sure that we are applying the word of faith to the, to the situation properly as Jesus would have us to do because the Holy Spirit is there as teacher, helper, guide to reveal to us how to deal with every situation that comes our way. And this is where so many people miss it and they give up. Things aren't going to get easier, church. They're, they're not, you know, people are going to start falling away. They already are falling away. It's up to us to pray them through and to keep steady and steadfast in the things of God. So when the time comes when they have found themselves in such a horrendous mess that they have a lighthouse that they can go to to help them be restored and completely set free from the situation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Let's go to the next one. So he's saying here, if you have the faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you say unto this mountain, be thou removed, it shall be cast into the sea and it shall be done. He's saying there are steps of faith that we can take and they will grow and it will become stronger and stronger. The more you step out, the stronger it'll get. Not just this small thing, but you, then you can say to this mountain, be thou removed. Whatever it is, you will have the faith for it if you are studying the word of God. Okay, do you have anything you want to share in this at all? Okay. Pardon? Just how much of the word do you believe? How much word through meditation is settling or settled in your being? How much, word, how much of it do you really believe? Think of it. Just close your eyes and think of it for a little bit. If you're discouraged, if your soul is downcast, you need to ask it, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. 
Pastor, I'm reading his notes now. Verily I send to you, you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this, which is done to the fig tree, but also if you say unto this mountain, be thou removed and shall be cast in the sea, it shall be done. And all this, all this, say that with me, all this, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Just how much word you believe and how much word through meditation is settled in your being. Meditation on the word should be 24-7 is needed to remove all doubts and unbelief to secure the promises of God. 24-7. Our thoughts should immediately go to God. I've always marveled at Joshua 1.8. That is one of my favorite scriptures. And let's turn there. I know you already know it. You go, well, can you just preach something different? Well, until we all start walking in this, um, he says, the book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written therein, that you may observe to do all that is written therein. You know, I liked what they said on the, um, the DVD this morning as they were talking about areas and how we must be specific in areas. I don't know if everybody got that out of that, but I did. There are areas that we have to become specific in, every area. So he says here, as it is written, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Well, making your way prosperous is one thing, but dealing wisely and having good success is even greater, to be very honest with you. You can be extremely prosperous, but if you don't deal wisely, you, and have, you're not going to have that success. You can be prosperous, but if you don't deal wisely, it can all be gone overnight. It can all be gone overnight. You know, many people, and I ask people when they're going to buy a home or when they're going to take a vacation or when they want have you prayed about this? Are you sure this is exactly what God wants you to do in this situation? What are the scriptures he's given you? You know, one thing about pastor, we don't move quick. We just don't when it comes to financial things or or whatever, we are very cautious because we know that the enemy is out there and the one thing he wants to, to do is to steal, kill, and destroy from you. So he promises that if we'll meditate day and night, we'll, we'll be prosperous. If you're a tither, you're going to be prosperous. But you need to deal wisely and have good success. Amen? Third John 2, I've already given that one. You already know it. If you don't know that one by now, there's something wrong. Romans 1, 17. I think about um, how excited, you know, he talks about how excited he was to hear in Third John 2 that they had grabbed a hold of the word. Romans 1, 17. 
and it had become such a part of them. There is no greater um, blessing to a pastor, most pastors, word pastors, than to know that the congregation has grabbed a hold of the word themselves and they are speaking forth and bringing in the blessings, not just for themselves, but for others. Hallelujah. Okay, Romans 1.17. For the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribed... Well, I'm going to go to the other. For therein is righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let's go up to 1, verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ... It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I'm not ashamed of the word of God. I'm not ashamed to speak it. I'm not ashamed to speak it anywhere. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So the more you speak forth the word of God, the more you will, God will reveal himself. And from faith, from faith to faith, you're going to come to the place that, and God has promised this in the last days. I remember Brother Hagen talking about there would be people like Moses that this, the glory of God would literally shine from them because of the word of God that was in them and the, the ministry of God that was in them. You know, it's not, it's just not for the five full ministry. This is for everybody. There are people out there that every day in, at work, you can go out there and minister, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, whatever. Amen? I, I look at that and I think, wow, what an opportunity we have been given. We need to take every opportunity that he's given us and go forth and prove him to be right. Amen? Romans 5.1 Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. It says in, in the Amplified, Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You have given us peace. Shalom, shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Romans 10.8 But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. What is, 
but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Hallelujah. It says in the Amplified, what, what does it say? The word of God, the word God's message, message in Christ is near you on your lips and your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis and object of faith which we preach. Thank you, Jesus. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your hearts believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth. I like that. Rely on the truth. Adhere to, trust in, rely on the truth. That God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Adhere to, trust in, rely on the truth. We should... In every circumstance and situation that we go through, we should adhere to, rely on, and trust in the truth. You need to write those three down. Are there any, and that's, those are the things that I, I go to God and I ask him, is there any area here that I'm not doing correctly in this situation? Because when God does something, when he spoke the worlds into existence, when he framed the worlds with his word, he knew exactly what he was going to say. At the exact time and in the exact moment, he had this thing all planned out. Let me ask you, church, don't you think he has that thing planned out for us? What we're to say, what we're to do, and when we should say it and do it? Then it has to come to pass. Sometimes we get a little ahead of ourselves and it doesn't work out and then we get upset. Well, God, your word didn't work. There is a time and there is a season and there is a place and there is a, there is a people that is ready to hear it. If they are not ready to hear it, you can cause more damage, I'm going to tell you right now. I've had to literally zip my lip at times and keep my mouth shut when God has totally shown me a clear, a clear vision of exactly what's about ready to take place. And he's told me, you can't say it because they're not going to receive it. They're just going to get mad at you. So just, just be quiet and pray. Just stand and pray. Does it hurt? It really hurts. To watch, watch the thing unfold that God's already shown you, but... When he tells you, be quiet, you need to be quiet. When he tells you, speak, you need to speak. Amen? Okay. Romans um, 12, 3. I thought my, bro my watch broke. Romans 12, 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith, the measure of faith. So every man, every person, every born-again believer has been dealt the measure of faith. It's what they do with it.
I pray to God when I get in his presence, when we are finally raptured, that he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You did everything I asked you to do. I, I, I take this very seriously. <laughs> everything that, because I don't want to hear, well, what happened? Amen. Oh, we're going to get out of here early today. 1 Corinthians 2.5. Everybody rejoice. I hope you're getting something from this. Good Lord, I'm glad you're getting something from this. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I am. 1 Corinthians 2.5. I like this one. This is a good one. Therefore, your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. In verse 4, he said, well, let's look at this. Let's look at uh, chapter 2, verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For Christ the Messiah sent me out not to baptize, but to evangelize by preaching the glad tidings of the gospel, and that not with verbal eloquence, lest the cross of Christ should be deprived of force and emptied. Wait a minute, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I went over to the other. For I am determined. Let's start over again. It's hard with this amplified thing. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I am determined not to know anything among you save Christ Jesus and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Hallelujah. It says in verse 10, But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, Church, this is so important, this scripture in this hour. I don't know if you understand what he's trying to tell us today. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words of man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 
But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Praise you, Father. Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Men aren't going to understand it. You, you know, different people are called to, di- to minister in different ways. And when there's a calling on them to minister in a different way, people get upset with that. They're not like you. They don't do it like you. They get upset. And so what happens when you're called to minister in a, in a certain way, the enemy will jump on your head and try to, try to mess with your brain and tell you, you know what, that's not how the rest of the other people do it. And I've seen, it's sad, but I have seen people that are truly called into the ministry, maybe of healing or whatever, back off because of, because of what they feel other people are thinking of them. We need to rise up above that and know that we are being led of the Spirit of God and not of, not of the Spirit of man. Man is not going to understand the things of the Spirit. I will tell you that unless they're, unless they're spiritual, on fire for God, especially in this hour. People might call themselves Christians, but they are so low in their faith that they don't, they don't, even, they don't even realize it or understand it. I hate to say that. They don't, people that at one time knew the Word of God, spoke the Word of God, lived the Word of God, they are so devoid of the Word that they don't even realize it. It's amazing to me, but it's, trust me, it's true. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace are you saved through faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. Faith is all important to the believer. Faith is everything to the believer. Philippians 6 The communication of thy faith may become effectual. Let's turn there. Is that Philippians or Philemon? Philemon. Sorry, Philemon. Go to the sticky pages of your Bible. The real sticky pages. All right, finally, in six. And I pray that the participation in and sharing of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and priceless knowledge of every good thing that is ours in our identification with Christ Jesus and unto his glory. For I have derived great joy and comfort and encouragement from your love because the hearts of the saints who are your fellow Christians who have cheered and refreshed through you, my brother. Praise God. It says that the communication of thy faith 
may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Are you acknowledging every th good thing that is in you through Christ Jesus? Do you desire to effectual in life, your development of faith will put you over. If you desire, To be effectual in life, your development of faith will put you over. I want you to think about that. Your development in faith is going to put you over. You go out on the, you, you, you go to work and you think, wow, this is going to be a great day. And all of a sudden your boss is a grouch and everything, everything around you looks horrendous comes to you and says, well, you know what? Things haven't gone well this week. You're not going to get your, your commission and whatever. Are you going to believe that? Are you going to look to your, your boss as your source? Or are you going to look beyond that? Think of this. Who is your source? Is God your source? Is your boss your source? And this is where the Lord is bringing us to in this hour. He wants us to use our faith correctly. He wants us to use our faith. To push beyond. Anything that the world system is throwing out there. I, I see it as a, a bowling alley. I'm a crummy bowler. It's not my thing. But you have to have faith when you get out there with your ball out on the bowling alley. You see all those little pins. And you're, you've got the ball in your hand. And you, I see, Heather, you're in the middle of the pin, okay? I've got I to gotta get my ball. <laughs> i got to knock her down with my ball. Well, that's pretty much what faith is. That's pretty much how we are to use our faith in this hour. The one scripture where Jesus said, not only will you speak to this fig tree, but you can speak to the mountain, be thou removed, and it be removed. Amen? You know, if I wanted to be an excellent bowler, I could. That's not my desire, to be an excellent bowler. But the things that I desire to do for Jesus Christ, I can do that in complete excellency if I will take the word of God build up my faith, and go forth and become a doer of, a, of the word and not a hearer only. Amen? Okay. Hebrews 11.38. How many can quote that one? 10.38, I'm sorry. Come on, I know that some people can quote this. But, or now, the just shall live by faith. I've written in my Bible, lifestyle. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But the just shall live by faith, my righteous servant shall live by his conviction respecting man's relationship to God and divine things. 
and holy fervor born of faith can join with it. But if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We cannot draw back. You know, you're believing for something and it, it looks like it's not happening. Are you going to draw back and become discouraged? Are you going to continue to confess it and believe it? You know, it's, it's, it's in, some, in, some, in some areas, it's easier to think about drawing back because to get out there and push forward in faith is going to take a lot more energy than to just give up. It's a lot easier, I'll say this as a mother, it was a lot easier to just threaten than it was to be steadfast and continue disciplining and knowing that in the end it was going to all come out as God said it would. I hope that's our birds bringing in the money up there. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the assurance and confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact that which is not revealed to the senses. You know, it was interesting. Um, somebody had on their um, on their Facebook. They had a picture of um, in the womb. They had a um, oh, what do they call it? When the ultrasound. They had an ultrasound of a baby elephant. They was, these were all the same age. A baby elephant, and you could see his little trunk. I showed it to Terry, I believe, didn't I, Terry? You could see his little trunk, and then there was a baby puppy. You could see everything. Then there was a, a baby dolphin. You could see everything, and then they called a baby a mass. But you could see everything on that baby. That's what the world calls a fetus. The dolphin was a dolphin, the elephant was an elephant, the dog was a dog, but the fetus was a mass. Isn't that sad? And I look at that, and that, that is the world's way of thinking. We can't think as they think, okay? I wanted to share that. That is how the world thinks. And that is when you go to a doctor and hear a evil report, are you going to hang on to that evil report or are you going to say, okay, I heard what you said. I, 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 I can clearly see the situation, but my God is greater. There is nothing impossible with my God. Things impossible with man are possible with my God. Amen. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Though you cannot see perfectly, your faith will be the determining factor. Hebrews 11:6, and this is the last one. Wow. 
must pastor have something. But without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whosoever or whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists, that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Do you believe he exists? Yes. Do you believe he's a rewarder of you who is diligently seeking him? Who earnestly and diligently seek him out? We've got to seek God with everything we have. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that God is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek them. He always rewards church. He always rewards. You say, well, it doesn't look like it right now. Trust me, keep pressing in. He always rewards. Hallelujah. Do you have anything you want to share? Sorry I got off from the amplified and whatever. So, are we walking and talking and doers of faith? These are a couple questions. Are we walking and talking, and are we doers of faith? You know, it's easy to get in a crowd that you think is maybe on the same level with you because they were at one time, and all of a sudden, it's like, ouch. We've all been there, amen? Okay. Check out the calendar. You have Youth Bowling Night this coming Friday to be announced. Amen? Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name for this word that has gone forth this morning in power and might. Father, you were, your word said last night, you said that times have, things have begun. And I know exactly what you were sharing with me and what you were showing with showing me and we must become strong in our faith stronger in this hour than we've ever known and press in and press on to that mark of high calling and we give you the praise and glory I just ask you to minister to the people this morning this week I'm asking you father to do super abundantly above all that they could dare ask or think in Jesus name we pray Amen. Hallelujah.